Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 209. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm joined by... Uh, Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse, bringing a serious tone to this wacky episode of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast. We sure are excited to be here, aren't you, Intern Tucker? I'm so excited! At least someone's (laughs) on board. He he gets it. He gets it. Why why so uh, kooky today, Ryan? I don't know. I have literally no idea why. You seem really full of energy and full of pep in your step and ready to go. You know, I went to the gym this morning. It mm-hmm. was great. Congratulations. And then I had my regular shake and something about my morning, I was like dozing off on the on mm. the subway and I was like, I'm never this tired in the morning. Are you getting enough uh, sleep? I didn't get enough sleep, but I got I didn't get too little sleep. Do you know what I mean? I got yeah. I got like the the Goldilocks level of sleep. Well, how much is that? Just right. Oh. I guess. <laughs> I wish I had more, but it was it was it was just right to get through yeah. a day. All right. Well, Tucker. Yeah. Keep an eye on Ryan. You see him starting to doze off, especially yep. as I'm describing comics. Um, just you know, give him a nudge. Yeah. Although Tucker is such a you know tall drink of water that if he gives you a nudge, it might knock you right over. Yeah. Like a like a breeze from a tall drink of water. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yep, that's how that works. That's like that old saying: <laughs> "Can't trust a breeze from a tall drink of water, you sure but you can. can take a horse to the pond." Mm-hmm. I'll give you mm-hmm. a papa size, papa bear size breeze. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> callback. Goldilocks callback wow. from, oh, from before, from seconds ago. Anyways, here on this week in Marvel, we always always go over all the latest comics that came out this week. We're going to talk to you guys about news. We are going to kick it over to the West Coast for those guys. I think we settled on having no additional interview because... Yeah, we had a, um, an interview I did with a uh, singer from Lagwagon, yeah. which was great, but it was like 45 minutes too long, long. And I didn't want to add it to this episode yeah. because I didn't want to take too much time for this one show. Right. So look for that soon. Yeah. Ish. Um, sure. And other great interviews coming soon. But yeah. then we'll get to your questions and comments. I yeah, mean, I mean the listeners, not yours. Oh, if you have any questions or comments, we can answer those too. I haven't watched Raw this week, so I would normally ask you something I to do with Raw. Fast forwarded through it last night. Yeah, um, which is generally how I watch Raw now. Um, it was interesting. Yeah, I was. I did see on the Twitters that Tyler Breeze was on. Tyler Raw, Breeze is on there, and that your is, boy, your that boy, is really Tyler Breeze. What makes me happy? Yeah, Tyler Breeze was out there. He's pretty. Is is the, what uh, he is called the King of Cuteville? Yep. Um, he did not wrestle. Uh, we have a question from yeah. Tucker. Uh, yes, sir. I have a, I have a quick wrestling cue. Yes, please. Um, Let's give you an A before you get in, in, into it. There's three guys that I've been seeing a lot. Sure. They're like they're like beardy and they're very sweaty. They have long hair. That describes ninety five percent of wrestlers. <laughs> they have like this kind of like uh, I don't know what what their their vibe is. It's like are they hillbilly? Yeah. The Wyatt, the Wyatt, the Wyatt family. family. There are four of them. There are four. Okay. You caught. I, you caught. I three. like that. I like really? them a lot. That speaks to you at your core level. I, I'm from a farm in New Jersey. Maybe it just kind of captures me subconsciously. But he's from supposed to be from basically from like Louisiana. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah, the yeah, swamps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I find them exciting to watch. Bray Wyatt, former guest on This Week in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's been on the show before. Yeah. So you and him had that in common. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Big Thor fan. Yeah. Like yeah, Jason yeah. Aaron, another bearded. Uh, he's the. I feel like he's the good Bray Wyatt. He's Jason good... Aaron is the, the counterbalance to Bray sure, Wyatt's yeah, yeah. evil. Yes, this is true. This is true. Uh, yeah, they... Um, so they had a good week because the Wyatt yep. family beat up a 50-year-old man. Yeah. Um, oh, after yeah. the 50-year-old man had wrestled for 30 minutes with a much younger man, and they beat the living hell out of each other. So the old man was very tired, mm. and he had put up a great effort, and then he got beat up by four young, very violent yes. uh, fellows. See, this is another thing that taps into what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. yeah, beating up old <laughs> men. Taking yeah, advantage of it. old men with your buddies. <laughs> Down on the street corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then on Raw, they followed it up by beating up another veteran because oh. um, they beat up Kane Ooh. and did well, the same thing to him. That makes Undertaker. sense. So, yeah. head to Survivor Series. They just got to beat up two more guys, and then we'll have an even playing field. I hope they do full on like teams and then make it like. I the would old imagine. I mean, I don't know if the whole card's going to be old school Survivor Series. I mean, they did. Uh, how much do you, you don't care about spoilers for Raw? Nah, obviously. Roman Reigns did win the number one contender shot. Last I'm night. so surprised. So I do think it'll probably be him and Rollins at Survivor Series, but they could do you know like Undertaker, Kane, and Ambrose and Orton against the Wyatts. Mm. That'd be pretty cool. Sure, maybe a couple other matches like that. Yeah, I'm all about the old school Survivor Series. Me too. That was my first uh, pay per view I ever watched was Survivor Series 1990. Yeah, uh, Tucker, your homework is to Google the Gobbledygooker. And uh, let us that know was your that thoughts. Show. That was that show. The first okay. show I watched was the Gobbledygooker. Yep. And the gr- and my favorite Survivor Series team ever of the uh, the Warriors, which was Ultimate Warrior, Kerry Von Erich, and the Legion of Doom. It's a good team. Yeah, it's a really good lot team. of um, enhancements to their yes. physiques. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Three out of, three out of the four are now gone. Whoa. And on the other side, it was Mr. Perfect and Demolition, and half of that team is gone. So. How about that? A rousing start <laughs> yeah. here on This Week in Marvel. Let's veer sharply to the left and talk about comics, um, starting with a big, all-new, all-different Marvel launch, and that's Angela, Queen of Hell, 1L, number one, written by Marguerite Bennett. Uh, Kim Jacinto did the main story with Israel Silva on colors. Then Stephanie Hans handled all of the sub-story, which actually takes up a great deal of the issue. Uh, as we drop in on Sarah and Angela, we see them as they were. Sarah narrates the whole issue, and Marguerite Bennett just has her voice down pat. Such an interesting character. We get a little bit of the landscape of hell, which is where Sarah is currently residing. Angela has come to rescue her. That takes us into a sub-story detailing parts of Angela and Sarah's past. Uh, pretty emotional stuff. Pretty. This is... This is one of my favorite relationships we have going right now in Marvel, is Angela and Sarah. I mean, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, just the bond they have. Uh, don't need to put a label on it, but whatever whatever they have together. They, there is excessive amounts of smooching in this Yeah, issue. no, there's lots of smooching on it. And so, to me, if you're smooching the lab- someone... The label is they are in love. Yeah. Um, clearly. So... So you can put a label on it. Yeah. Just go for it. Um, but man, it's a heartbreaker at the end. Tucker, they're too late. They're two ladies who are in love with one another in both a physical and emotional way. Two mama bears? Yeah. Oh, he's calling that back. That is weird. He's calling back That again. got super stop creepy. With your, stop with your callbacks. Yeah. I told you I'm from a farm. Yeah, <laughs> enough, call, everything to enough, enough callbacks. Um, but yeah, 
What I was really impressed with in this issue is I know Stephanie Hans is going to bring the beautiful art. Kim Jacinto, who we haven't seen a whole lot of, uh, has done some work here and there, really stepping up the game there. Um, Kim Jacinto, really good. The, the art in general, really good. I, I got to say, as much as I like Angela, I think Sarah is my favorite character in this book. Because she, well, she's such like the... She's wacky, yeah. but she's funny. She's got such great personality, and Angela is so straightforward. Like, like I, I'm yeah. going to kill this person. I'm going to smooch this person. This person owes me a debt. Like, she's very straight line to different places. By the book. Yeah, by the book. Yes. Uh, Sarah is great. She's all over the place, and she's bouncing, yeah. and, like, she's over here, and, you know, like this, that, and the other thing. It's great. She's and such I, a great character. And I like that she is the POV character. She's the narrator of the book. Angela is just the heavy who comes in and, like you said, does the heavy lifting. So, just to touch up on that book, we know that Angela has deposed Hela as Queen of Hell, but we don't know how. Mm-mm. We don't know why. Mm-mm. We don't know the circumstances. There's a lot of time jumping going around. So, really strong start to that book. Um, following up, we have issue number two. Is, of, is not the title Sam Wilson, Captain America? You would think that, but it's actually understand. Captain America Sam Wilson. Oh, even though Sam Wilson is on top of Captain America. Um, oh, there's an even better example of confusion uh, in one of your upcoming there's, books. There's a lot of confusion this week. <laughs> but what we're not confused about is Captain America Sam Wilson number two, written by Nick Spencer, art by Daniel Acuna. What I liked here is they didn't wait too long to tease us with what happened with Sam and Steve Rogers. I was worried that was going to be, you know, wouldn't find out for like six months why these guys are not on the same page. And what I also liked is it was not what you necessarily thought it was going to be. So I don't know if we talked enough about how seismic a thing it was in Captain America, Sam Wilson, number one, that Sam Wilson for the first time as Captain America, basically as they keep alluding to it here, they kind of dance around it, but basically took a partisan side on various issues. Hello. That's Captain America has been doing that for quite a long time. Well, yes and no, because Captain America is always Steve Rogers has always kind of presented himself as I'm above political parties. I represent America. I represent democracy. I don't necessarily take one side over the other. Like and and they detail it in this book, even though Steve takes Sam's side and, and is proud of him and says, you know what? I wish I had done that. Um, it's always been more of the I trust my country to work it out. But there's also times when he has very specifically taken a stance that can be politicized and yeah. has been politicized. I don't, yeah, but not – I don't think to this degree where it was just – and maybe it may, be, it may be more that he took a stance that real world where like, okay, we can clearly see where he's coming from. But the Marvel Universe has never been – has never derided him as being like, oh, you're taking the side of that political party or you're taking the side of that political party. Whereas Sam has drawn the lines very clear. He's just said, look, I'm – Captain America. I have a voice. This is how I feel. This is how I feel it should be. And he says it in here when him and, him and Steve have a divide over something else in that he says the thing he admires most about Steve is that he just trusts the country to work it out and he has hope and he's like things will work out for the best. Sam doesn't have that. Mm. He's like we need to work to do this. We need to do the, the right thing is not just going to happen because we sit here and smile. We have to actually make it happen. I love the way this book jumps around in terms of time periods. So we're getting the fill-in-the-gap story of how Sam and Steve and also how Sam and S.H.I.E.L.D. and how all these different things kind of aligned against Sam. And then we also have the present-day story where he's working kind of at cross-purposes with Steve. But I think the other thing I like here is that 
Steve is not just like the big bad in this book. It's not just the like, oh, he's the out of touch old man. Like he has points. Yeah. It's more like Sam says, you kind of you kind of admire his I don't want to say naivete because he's like 800 years old. Um, <laughs> but his his belief, you his just his unshakable belief that, you know, things will turn out right if we just believe in the system. Yeah. There's something admirable about that, but there's something also admirable about Sam just saying like no that's not enough for me i'm not gonna wait for things to get done i'm gonna go out and make things happen so boy for a comic book it's very (laughs) philosophical and there is plenty of punching and fighting and bird fighting and using birds as weapons and acuna's art is great so there's a lot going on in here but it's a very heavy book as you see just by the discussion we just had i mean i think there are many different ways to view this book and like you said like just right there, you and I have two different views of Captain America. Yeah. What so. made Cap become Nomad back in the day? Uh, what made Cap become Nomad back in the day is that he un- he was he was going against the Secret Empire, which mm-hmm. was the subversive group, and he found out that they basically had people inside the White House. Mm. So he said, "I can't represent a government that would allow." these subversives to work their way in he's like i don't believe in america anymore so it became nomad so it wasn't a specific you know i am blue state or red state on this issue sure. it was more just i don't believe because that was the thing it was ambiguous they didn't even say like what political party the president was they were just like i don't believe in the government hmm. so that was why he became nomad interesting and i think it's been a lot of stories like that where hmm. it's kind of like him taking a side without taking a side but this is the first one where just unabashedly he took a side. Yeah. And we've seen in real world media already there has been reactions. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. All right. Um, we're up next with Chewbacca, number two, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Phil Noto. Uh, so Chewie, he's crash landed. It was only issue two. Yep, issue two. He's crash landed on Andalm 4. Um, is that a pre existing planet, Tucker? Or is this uh, new? I believe. Okay. Mm, mm. A lot of suspense. Really, uh, really so, uninteresting <laughs> answer. Uh, and this on this planet, um, there's a gangster who is basically enslaving people and selling uh, these like beetle larvae uh, yeah. that get turned into a component. They for, look like gummy beetles to me. Yeah, and that they be delicious. They the the beetles get turned into whatever goes into the laser blasters. Uh, so you get those brightly colored laser blasts are uh, probably bits and pieces of beetle yeah so Makes think about that next time you watch a star war a lot of, a lot of science <laughs> in there yeah uh and so chewy uh has crash landed here he's become friends with this uh with this young uh girl her it's name young is upstart yes uh zaro uh and she's like hey my dad's getting tossed around my friends my family this whole place this sucks yeah hey we'll, you're a we'll, big giant we'll walking carpet help me yeah <laughs> and uh and he's like Oh, I guess. Which could mean yeah. when he goes, "Oh," it could mean like I would be happy to help you. Totally, we don't know. Yeah, it's great. Watch, like I love the way Phil and Jerry have them interacting because you totally understand what they're going through. Uh, like the lack, the way their communication is sort of working and sort of not. It's it's really fun. Um, Zaro is, she's great. She's mm-hmm. like just a, a firecracker yeah. of a character. Real spitfire. Yep. Real firebrand. Uh, Something and else with fire. <laughs> she's uh, trying to throw a monkey wrench into the gangster's operations, and Chewie is there. Uh, 
very fun use of a gonk droid, and there's another droid where Chewie is just... He gets violent in yeah. this issue. Like, I mean, that's, you know, thinking, that's what they say. He's a warrior. Yeah, Wookiees are, uh, are kind of violent, but... Yeah. I wouldn't trust him. He's also incredibly smart and incredibly resourceful. Uh, but then right by the end, we get this like crazy series of events, and we'll see how that pans out. The big finish to Deadpool versus Thanos, issue number four, written by Tim Silly, art by Elmo Bondock, uh, colors by Ruth Redman. Great toy recap on the beginning. Uh, so Deadpool and Thanos have arrived at Eternity. Eternity is kind of the big villain of this this uh, whole shebang, and being one of the most powerful beings in the universe, because he is the universe, uh, that leads to a very interesting dilemma. He has captured death, essentially because he's sick of death destroying everything he makes. So he's captured death, he's stopped death. The in-betweener, who's one of my favorite random weirdo characters, shows up. Wearing his little skirt. Is he wearing the skirt there? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, got the skirt. I he's got love the, the skirt. skirt. Um, Shows up for no apparent reason, other because I initially thought Thanos and Deadpool got him to distract Eternity, but apparently he just took it upon himself to come and have a conversation with Eternity about basically nothing. And Deadpool and Thanos and Black Talon uh, are able to sneak in and try to free Death, and it ends up with Death empowering Thanos and Deadpool with some sort of weird zombie magic to fight Eternity. But then Thanos goes rogue. And he st- well, actually, he goes less rogue than Deadpool. There's a plot by death. There's a lot of crossing lines going on here. Yeah. But the important thing is we eventually get what the title promised, and that's Deadpool versus Thanos. But not just Deadpool versus Thanos. We have Thanos powered by death and Deadpool powered by the Captain Universe power. So he becomes Captain Deadpoolverse. Uh, he actually has a name for it. But I think he, he has calls like it four, pool, four different names. I think he settles on Pool Captain as being <laughs> his uh, his name. So you have a really big showdown between Thanos and Deadpool. Uh, my favorite moment of the issue, though, is definitely when Deadpool points to the Earth in Eternity, and it ends up tickling Eternity, uh, and I then he chases so after him and starts tickling him, yep. which gives you pretty much an indication of where this story ends up going, yeah. and it's all good places. All good places. So we were speaking about the weird naming. Mm-hmm. So uh, the book you're going to come up on, I first looked at it, I was like, oh, it's the Iron Man yep. handbook. Nope. Nope. Uh, it is the Marvel Cinematic. Nope. Nope. It's, what is it called? It is called Guidebook to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's Iron Man. Yeah. And what it is is a handbook-style deal for the first Iron Man movie. This is pretty cool, though, because it talks about the history of characters and objects and things, not just in the cinematic universe, but then has a little sidebar that says, in the comics, and gives you a quick overview of the comics as well. So I would imagine we're going to do these for more than just Iron Man. I imagine this is just the first, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's jam-packed with some great info. I really like the design for it. Yeah, cool art. Mm -hmm. Um both from the comics and from the movies, but this is this is like the type of thing I've been wanting for you know movie fans who don't know the comic book history or comic book fans who somehow have not seen the movies. Um, it's a really great cross. Like here they are side by side. Here's it's a simple way to explain the differences and the commonalities. So really cool idea. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing these. Speaking of things, I'm really glad we're doing uh, House of M number four is the last issue of House of M. And I'm not glad that it's over, but I sure am glad it came out. Uh, it's written by Dennis Hopeless and Colin Bunn. The art is by Ario Anandito. The colors are by Matt Wilson. Quicksilver and Namor pulled the old coup d'etat 
on Magneto. So Magneto had to team up with his the humans that he hates. Uh, he's got Polaris on his side, and they are going to try to take back the kingdom. Magneto doesn't have his powers. Uh, I love Wiccan and Speed in this. They're kind of the flies in the ointment. They're Magneto's grandkids, but they're also advocates for human rights, which he does not agree with. Uh, most of the issue is a big Namor versus everybody fight, which is always fun. Oh, yeah. And Magneto and Namor trying to out kind of douche each other, um, just in terms of both are huge douchebags. Um, and they are, you know, just posturing. Quicksilver gets taken out of the equation pretty quickly, which oh, yeah. I didn't mind, no. because Namor versus Magneto is definitely the jam I want to follow. Uh, interesting resolution to how Magneto deals with the humans, how Magneto settles things and i actually love the last page uh in a nice, oh yeah in a nice callback to how the whole series began so great all right uh big launch this week is howling commandos of shield number one uh i just want to reiterate that tagline to fight the monsters of the world it takes the monsters of the night haven't we yeah we've we've messed that up that. we've butchered numerous it like eight times. times yeah yep uh this is written by um our boy frank barbieri yeah barbieri Barberry. Barberry. Uh, art by Brent Schoonover and colors by Nick Filardi. And uh, so you've got uh, this great team uh, led, by, well, kind of led, by Dum Dum Dugan, who is an LMD. Spoilers. Uh, and we don't got, do spoilers. I know. Uh, zombie Jasper you Sitwell. You are tired. <laughs> yes. Uh, zombie Jasper Sitwell. Manphibian, whom I love. Yeah, He's great, great in this. Especially uh, in a shield uh, jumpsuit. Yes. He just works. Uh, Vampire by Night. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got... When else? Yeah. <laughs> Teen Abomination, who's good to see him popping yeah. up. Uh, Hit Monkey, Man-Thing, and uh, not shown on this page, Warwolf. Yeah, and you're forgetting a very important Oh, oh, Orgo. 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 It's great. Ooh, Two so, R's. Yeah. When I... When you look at the cover, like, oh, Orgo's so big, he's gonna, like, pound on stuff. No, nope. that's not his deal. No. He's man in the computers, and, and he's like uh, headquarters. He's you know helping them, uh, giving them the sit reps, and telling them what to do, and all this other stuff. Um, they are also part of uh, Stake. This is the Shield Division, uh, which what does it stand for? Uh, something about beats me, man. Yeah, I'm still I read trying it. to figure out Hammer. <laughs> We're never gonna get Hammer. We'll figure it out. Yeah, got uh, my best guys on it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We'll, I don't know. You guys can look it up. Stake means something. Stake means I, something. It's definitely an acronym. Yeah, I can't find it in here, and I definitely don't remember it off the top of my head. But they're about, you know, um, supernatural threats. That uh, It's the Division for S.H.I.E.L.D. that's going to take care of that stuff. And um, they go to just this, this, I don't know, cruise ship? Not mm -hmm. cruise ship, uh, like a... a Warship, battleship, I guess. Yeah, because it's the SS Cheney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a cruise ship. No, not at all. Uh, which is full of like these plant zombie type creature things, mm -hmm. and it's great. There's a big old battle. You get Hip Monkey let loose. Uh, like they're all like, "Whoa, that monkey's violent." Yeah, that monkey is crazy. Yeah, it's a terrific moment. Uh, Sitwell, poor zombie Jasper Sitwell, such a bummer. Can't win. No, no, can't win at all. Uh, lots of fun. I There's... would take a spinoff series of this called Zombie Jasper Sitwell Can't Win. <laughs> I would take that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got um, a little bit of uh, sniping between Warwolf and Dum Dum Dugan, which is going to lead to delicious uh, character stuff as we get through the story. Uh, and they drop in Man-Thing, who's their like, 
like, oh, we need something really big right now. Let's drop in Man Thing, and he just yeah. punches and he's their makes, secret weapon. Yeah, everybody's like, I'm afraid because it's a giant plant monster who you, makes people scared. You know what happens when yeah. you're afraid of Man Thing? You burn. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just it's super fun. I love this team. I love the idea, and I think it it fits uh, very nicely into the Marvel. Speaking of the Marvel Universe, let's go outside of it for a second and talk about Kanan, the last Padawan, number seven, oh, hello. if that's okay. Uh, kicking off a new arc in this issue, written by Greg Weissman, art by Pepe Larraz, colors by David Curiel. This is called First Blood, not to be confused with Rambo. This is Star Wars, uh, different different huge franchise. This is where, after, after spending an issue in the present, we are once again going back into the past of Kanan, back into his Caleb Dune, back when he was learning... Uh, to be a Padawan before he even learned to be a Jedi. And he, we, we get his very earliest years here. We get to see Yoda. We get to see Mace Windu. We get to see all sorts of characters. And we see how he first met the person who would end up becoming his master. Um, we get a little Obi-Wan action. We get all sorts of stuff. And we get some training stuff. Uh, a lot of fleshing out of this character in this story. If you guys watch the Star Wars Rebels show, and you've always wondered about the past of um, Kanan, this is where you get it. This is It's it's told for the first time here, as far as I know. I say that, having not watched the show. Um, <laughs> but I believe the whole selling point of the book is this is the secret history of Kanan. It's pretty cool. It's a cool character, and it's, uh, for a guy like me who's, you know, kind of ground-level Star Wars, it's, it's, it's very new reader friendly. Yeah, there's, there's some really some touching stuff in that series, mm-hmm. in that book. Um, all right, New Avengers number two. Uh, it this is like the first three pages of this book are just Maker uh, doing like just horrible surgery experimentation stuff. And I love it. The description of Maker is what if Reed Richards went wrong? Yep, which is true. Uh, that is who he is, and it's disgusting. There's like blood spurting and brains and stuff, and then this creature that uh, the Maker has. Uh, put together. Uh, then we flash over, we go to Paris, and we see the Neohedron and uh, just yelling, Life Minus! Uh, one of uh, Maker's experiments, who's turning people into these Life Minus zombie-ish type creatures with the, the crystal heads. Yeah, it's, Stuff like that's always creepy. It's nightmarish. It's terrific. And the New Avengers squad, which is just such a great team. You've got uh, Roberto da Costa over in uh, Avengers Island, but uh, Songbird, White, t- or Aim Island. Aim Island? Avengers Island? Avengers Island. Avengers Island. Yeah. Uh, Songbird, White Tiger, Hawkeye, Power Man, Hulkling, Wiccan, Squirrel Girl, and uh, Pod's hanging around. I like that Pod is like, hey, I could, t- I could deal with this, but I'm not. Yeah. He's like, I'm good. You, I just can so, do this. Just so you guys remember. Yeah. Pod could handle this. Pod could handle this. But Pod's not going to handle this. Yeah. Um, but it really is a big troubling uh, situation for them because a couple of the new Avengers are converted to the life minus way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so they have to, the rest of the team has to figure out how to get around it. And it takes a lot of coordination. It's really cool because it involves uh, other parts of AIM, Roberto DaCosta's new Avengers, uh, Avengers Z AIM, which I really, really hope never goes bad. Like, I. Love I it. Hundred percent. There's so much to do with that. Forever on board with this. Yep. I think it could be really, really great forever. Anyway, we've got that. You've got Maker, uh, who is he's doing all this stuff over here. He's experimenting over here. He's also called this ancient 
presence from... I can't really tell if he meant to or not. Uh, yeah. It's kind of murky. Yeah. Um, but I think he says, like, why did you call me now? And he's like, yeah. see if I could. Yeah. Yeah, you know? But then like, later on, I, I, I wonder if that's posturing, because later on, once he goes away, he's like, oh, wow, I did that kind of by accident. <laughs> Good thing he's gone. Yeah. Um, but this this creature, it's really great, because it, it sort of looks at the multi-universal crazy epoch like there's really way bigger mm-hmm. viewpoint of reality in so many ways it's just like it's really cool stuff it's uh written by al ewing so it, you know you know it's good it, you know it's good and you know you it's know bonkers good. and um it, like these kind of ideas and these kinds of um creatures and things it's just it's great. I like seeing it a whole bunch. Uh, I'm looking for the rest of the no creative. credits. Are there really no credits in this issue? Yeah, here we go. Somewhere there you go. Uh, yeah, so Al Ewing wrote it. Gerardo Sandoval uh, is on art. Uh, Dono Sanchez Almada is on colors. And um, yeah, it's great. the The heroes maybe win. Maybe not. You'll have to read. Yeah, we'll see. No spoilers. We'll see what uh, happens next month. It might just be a book about Ultimate Reader <laughs> talking to demons. Uh, but we've got uh, Dum Dum Dugan appearance. Dum Dum is really All like place. he is everywhere. It's a renaissance for Dum Dum. Yeah, um, it's great. We get a little Hawkeye action, and we get very a, little Hawkeye action. Yeah, uh, which is fine. That's yeah, fine. Just the right amount of Hawkeye. We get action. a very ominous portent of things to come. Absolutely, which is great. Ooh, creepy. Um, Secret Wars. Official Guide to the Marvel Universe number one. So not one handbook this week, but two. Dude. Which I'm excited about. This is bonkers. I, I thought, I looked at it at first. I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be all the things that are in Secret Wars. No, it's all over the place. It is all over the place. There's even a profile of Secret Wars 2. Oh, yeah. So You better believe it. Since we're not going to read that in Twimmy RC, you can go and read all about it in this uh, this handbook. But... Yeah, man, it's got stuff from the original Secret Wars, from the current Secret Wars, from Secret Wars 2, and then just random, you know, alternate reality characters, because why not? I I highly suggest everyone pick this up and read the Obnoxio the Clown Yes, Obnoxio bio. the Clown, by the way, is on the cover. Did you notice that? Where? Right there. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, so well, you can tell Mike McCone was excited that he was in the book. Read the Obnoxio bio. It is, like... Your brain just says, hold on a second. Your it's, it's your not, head opens up. Your brain walks out, sits over <laughs> in the corner. It's like, all right, finish some, what you're doing. Takes a minute. Yeah, yeah, I need to, I need to, I need a breather. It is terrific. I love the handbooks. I'm glad we're doing them again. I feel like we stopped for a little bit. So good. Hopefully oh, yeah. this is, they're coming back with a vengeance. I am pro handbook 100. That's a partisan stance I'll take. I'll take that partisan <laughs> stance too. We're yeah. on the same side of the line. Yeah, that's right. Where are you, Tucker. I'm with you guys. Yeah, wow. that's right you are. Yeah. Wow. Smart move. Bold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. On to Spider-Man 2099, number two, written by Peter David, art by Will Sliney, colors by Frank D'Amato and Andres Mosa. Uh, so last issue ended in a, like, in tragedy, Heart- a potential tragedy yeah. and heartbreak. And um, I was like, okay, maybe number two. We'll come back. We'll see where we are. I thought we were, too. Yeah, we'll get a little swerve. I really did. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's it's way worse than we thought. Uh, so bad stuff is happening to Miguel O'Hara. Uh, Peter Parker is like, I like that they have this connection, the, this relationship, and Peter's like, hey, bro, let's talk. And he Miguel is losing it, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He has had everything ripped stuff. apart. He's seen some stuff. Yeah. So he is basically on a course for vengeance, and he is 
ready to destroy. Well, that's going on. We've got uh, Alchemex doing all this stuff. I want to say I love uh, Matt Gargan's Matt, yeah. character arc from like you know going from Scorpion to Venom, uh, Venom back to Scorpion, and now to like, hey, I'm just on the corporate side of things. Yeah, I like corporate Matt Gargan a lot. Yeah, it's like corporate Kane. <laughs> He's very much like corporate Kane. He really is. <laughs> just it's this terrific. ridiculous monster who's in a boardroom setting, like yeah. trying to be polite. It's really Good. terrific. That was that was your call of the week. I love Spot it. On. Uh, so we get to see uh, who's behind uh, what happened, the events of the last issue, and uh, we don't get to see fully how they're involved with everything. But we, right by the end of it, we get uh, Miguel in his new costume, which is awesome. Great new costume! Holy crap! Which is saying something because the original yeah. Spidey twenty ninety nine costume is so good that if you're ever going to replace it, you better really do a great job yeah i know chris anka designed this one yeah it's really great uh, a lot of cool stuff and uh we're about to see a big old throwdown by the next yeah, issue absolutely okay unbeatable squirrel girl number one as it says on the cover only our second number one so far this year and that pretty much sets the tone for was a hilarious amazing comic that unbeatable squirrel girl always takes me three times as right? long to read just about to say that any other comic and there are a lot of reasons for that. None of them bad. None. Um, there's the footnotes, which takes a little extra time, but it's more just there's so many words packed in, but it's at not at expense of the story. And I got to say, Ryan North and Erica Henderson, who write and draw this book respectively, but I would really give them the, the storytellers credit because they both just seem to have these characters, particularly Squirrel Girl, but all the characters, Nancy, Tippy Toe, Chipmunk, Koi Boy, the whole gang. And we meet new characters in this issue. Just having dad just seems so seamless. Yeah. Like every page just flows so nicely one to the other. It's just this very as much as it takes me longer to read, there's no break. It's very consistent. Um, it's funny, but there's, you know, some really there's just some thinking going on. We start out with Squirrel Girl and her team putting out a fire, and I'm not oh man, I can't summarize this whole book because I will take the rest of the show um but there's elements of squirrel girl's life with nancy nancy is great i love nancy She's i also love squirrel character. girl's mom we need squirrel girl's mom in this issue maureen green um oh she's the origin tremendous. of, of, of oh, squirrel the, girl's real name is i we can't talk no, about we can't it talk but about it's it. so good but it's little things like that that ryan and erica throw in that just make me they're like man like that it seems so easy because the tiny moments they do are that good. Um, but yeah, we meet her mom who the best way I can describe it is she, even though she's a fictional character, she was like, when I meet a really cool parent of like a friend who I'm like, Oh man, I'd like to hang out with them just with them. Um, and that was how Nancy gets in here. But <laughs> besides all of that, and the issue could have been just that it could have yeah. been them fighting the fire them meeting Squirrel Girl's mom, I would have been fine. But no, we get Brain Drain, this ridiculous 1940s villain who seems super one-dimensional. He's just a Nazi brain in a glass casing. Uh, and Squirrel Girl and Nancy and Tippy Doe end up fighting him. And, and Mew. Pro- and Mew. Does Mew actually do any fighting? Uh, there's she's, Mew is there. Mew's there. There's Mew's a part there. where she's like hissing. Yeah, you're too. right. That's enough. That's, she, yeah. she contributes. Believe me, I have five cats. Yeah. I know when they're in fighting she, mode and she, hissing is a good enough She contributes. Um, so again, if they had just done the fight with Brain Drain, that would have been enough. But no, they add layers to this Golden Age character who presumably had very little going on before this. Uh, we get 
a robot repair montage scene with only a couple words and an explanation at the bottom saying like, hey, don't freak out. Like, this is a montage, picture music. And then a twist to how Brain Drain is going to continue to be part of the book in an awesome way and the letters page. And, oh, it's so good. I don't know how, you know, they only did what? Five, six issues of the previous book. So this is at best their seventh issue, but it seems like they've been writing Squirrel Girl forever. And just, it's just like clockwork. It is tremendous. I will hurt tremendous. them if they decide that they can't do it anymore. I, they, they, they could write, the same way Roberto DaCosta should be the head of AIM forever, they should be doing this book forever. Agreed. Incredible. Yeah. Ugh. Right. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Done. Uh, we're not done yet. We're not we've done. Got more. Uh, up next, we've got What If Infinity uh, Dark Rain, uh, which is kind of out of left field. Didn't yeah. expect this one. Me neither. Uh, but it's what if the essentially what if the Green Goblin stole the Infinity Gauntlet? Written by Josh Williamson, the last of the five one shots. Yeah, this is it. Uh, art by Goran Sadzuka, colors by Miroslav Mirva, and um, I like getting to see Goran Sadzuka draw uh, all the Marvel characters. That was, that was a pitch for me. Totally, um, and uh, this is the most like prototypical yeah. classic what if style what book, if which made me so happy because it is so dark, so bleak. So, oh my god, that character died That right there. Oh, that character's dead. Oh, that yep. character's dead. Oh, that character's dead. Oh, look at how they died. Oh, look, that character is, was killed off panel, but now we see them dead. Oh, that character's dead. That character's dead. That character's he dead. Can, he oh, can keep doing this. One, two, three, three pages of char- of a character dying oh, over and so over again. brutal, and the art was horrific. Oh my gosh, yes. It's, uh... I mean, it's what you expect. If Norman Osborn got his hands on the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, it's terrible. Like, everything has gone wrong for everyone. And then, boom, Thanos shows up, and it's a whole big situation. It's really cool. And the ending, that last page, that last page. Haunting. Haunting. My gosh. Really good. Kudos to Josh Williamson on uh, nailing it. Very nice. Kudos. Yeah, the whole project was great. Nice job, Josh. Finally, we have Where Monsters Dwell number five. Is This might be our last Secret Wars tie-in. I mean, I guess there's a couple more. Ultimate End is still out there somewhere. Is it? Yeah, that didn't wrap up yet. No? No, I don't think so. I think it did. No? I think it did. I think Ultimate End is still going. I think you're um, wrong. I think it did four issues, and it ended with uh, it'll be continued in... in oh, did it? Yeah. I think you might be right. I am. Um, so that may be all the Secret Wars tie-ins, but <laughs> Where Monsters Dwell finishes strong... Written by Garth Ennis, always a pleasure to have him doing work. Art by Russ Braun, colors by Dono Sanchez Almara, and kind of interesting turn here that here in the final issue we get most of it devoted to the secret origin of Clemmy, who is the the woman who has been tormenting, um, I like this, flying ace and general jerk Carl Kaufman, (laughs) the would-be Phantom Eagle. We find out how she knows him. Uh, how she came to be where she's at, why she wants to stay where she's at. Then we also get Carl's escape attempt from this island that he desperately wants to get off of. But the ending oh, man. is so good. Delicious. No way to even tease it without spoiling it, but just Garth Ennis excels at putting kind of detestable characters through horrible things, and this was no exception. True. Bronze art. Oh. Mag- magnifique. Totally. 
so I, I think I have an idea of what you're going to pick mm-hmm. as your uh, mm. Twim of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to pick that as my Twim of the Week as well. We can do it. We can be... We can just pick the same one. We've done it before. Well, I want to give you know I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my pick. Will go to Angela, Queen of Hell. Okay, that's a good um, one. That was on my short list. Yeah, and I think you, I let yours loose. Yep, uh, it's Unbeatable Scroll Girl yeah. number one. Come on, man. Nothing. Uh, no, no offense. Everything else, and I like Captain America. A oh, lot too. so good. That was a really good issue. But New uh, Avengers, I love. I mean, it was great. Great week of books. Great week, but Unbeatable Scroll Girl is just those guys are on automatic. It's incredible what they're doing. So. Yeah. That's my pick. Tucker. Yeah. What are you going to read first when we hand you this stack of comics? I think definitely Captain America, Sam Wilson. There we go. Yeah. I, I love the the kind of politics of it and the dynamic between Steve and Sam. I think that sounds super interesting. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. So all three represented well. Mm. Collections on sale this week. Avengers Time Runs Out Volume 1 is now out in trade paperback. Avengers Ultron Forever. That was a quick turnaround. That's a great story to read. Uh, this one I was excited about, and you were <laughs> you did not understand. It's a 90s thing, man. Guardians of the Galaxy by Jim Valentino, Volume 3. Guardians Team Up, Volume 1, Guardians Assemble. Nova, Volume 6, Homecoming. And Silk, Volume 0, The Life and Times of Cindy Moon. Why this is the second z- Volume 0 we've done. We did one for Howard the Duck, too. I think it's the general idea is these books didn't have a long enough run before Secret Wars, so we're calling these Volume Zero. But hey, man, whatever. whatever we we play fast and loose with numbers. Numbers mean nothing here. Uh, digital Comics on sale this week. We've got everything we talked about, except uh, we also have Ultimate Spider-Man Infinite Comic number 21. Uh, on sale on the Marvel app this week, we've got Captain America Annual number two, or Annual 2000 number one. It's, yeah, that was when they were just going by years yeah. instead of using numbers. I like again, that. I like fast that. Fast and loose with yeah. numbers. I, I'll tell you, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of putting years Every, there. Everything was 2000 in the year 2000. WrestleMania was WrestleMania That's 2000. True. Yep. I'm sure there were eight billion other things that were 2000. Yep. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see where we are. Um, Captain America: Black Panther: Flags of Our Fathers one through four. Captain America: Forever Allies one through four. Captain America: Patriot one through mm. four. Guardians of the Galaxy 21 through 29 from the uh, 90s run, probably what's collected in the, I would imagine, the yes. trade, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy Annual number 2 from that run. Hulk Annual 1999, number 1, so the, the 99 yep. year. 99 also was, yep. was a thing. Uh, Incredible Hulk 10 and 11 from uh, the 99 series. Iron Man Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Annual number 1. Um, new X-Men Academy X yearbook special, number one. Oh, yeah, that was when uh, the initial Academy X team wrapped up their run before Yost and Kyle came in. Hmm. Uh, Star a tidbit for you. There you go. Star Wars Dark Empire, one through six. Star Wars Dark Times, A Spark Remains, one through five. Star Wars Legacy, one through 18. Star Wars Legacy War, one through six. Star Wars Republic, 46 through 83. Star Wars, Tag and Bink are Dead, 1 and 2. Love that book. Classics. Love it. Uh, Star Wars, Tales from Moss Eisley, number 1. And Thor, Annual 2001. So, so there was a couple years where they were just like, no, years, 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 years. And then it fell apart. But it, it all it, collapsed on itself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Digital collections on sale. Avengers Ultron Forever. Captain America and the Falcon, Volume 2, Brothers and Keepers. Daredevil, Echo. Vision Quest, Guardians of the Galaxy by Jim Valentino, Volume 3, Guardians Team Up, Volume 1, Guardians Assemble, 
Incredible Hercules, Assault on New Olympics. That is a good one. Uh, Incredible Hulk by John Byrne and Ron Garney. New X-Men Academy X, Volume 3, Exposed. Nova, Volume 6, Homecoming. Silk, Volume 0, The Life and Times of Cindy Moon. Thor, Heaven and Earth. And X-Men Noir, Mark of Cain. When are we getting Nova again? I miss Nova. I want more Nova comics. Nova comics? Um, Soon. Mm. Very soon. Before the end of the year. Mm. Because we just did... It'll be in November. Mm. Good. No, that was me calculating in my head. Yeah. Yeah. November, we'll get some more Nova from uh, from Sean Ryan. Nice. All right. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got all new Captain America number six, Avengers 44, Captain America and Black Widow 640, Daredevil 15, Fantastic Four 645, Inhuman 14, Invaders Now number four, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors number six, Moon Knight 14, Ms. Marvel 36, New Avengers 33, New Avengers Ultron Forever, number one, Nova number 30, Princess Leia 3, Shield 5, Secret Avengers 15, Silk number three, Silver Surfer number 11, Spider-Man and the X-Men number six, Star Yammers number one, Superior Iron Man number eight, Wolverine number 300, Wolverines 15 and 16, X-Men 26. So, plenty of stuff. Let's uh, let's get a little news. Yeah, time for some news. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News. Okay, news. Let's talk comics first. Did you think we were done announcing all new, all different Marvel comics? Yes, Ben, I was. No, you fools. Oh, no. no. We have but more. International Iron Man by Brian Bendis and Alex Maleev is going to be the second ongoing Iron Man title written by Brian Bendis because he has too much story for just one. So much story, we dropped his middle name. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Punisher is getting a really cool relaunch from Becky Cloonan and Steve Dillon. So a really neat, fresh voice in Becky Cloonan and then a classic Punisher artist in Steve Dillon. It's such a neat mashup of different creative talents there. Becky co-writes one of the books I read from our Distinguished Competition Mm -hmm. and she is Mm -hmm. Terrific. Mm-hmm. I've been loving her work for many a year. Yeah. So I am crazy excited. I'm really excited to see what she does with Punisher, which seems like a character that she would not normally be associated with. So that's why I'm so excited to see what she does with it. Yeah. She's super talented, so I have no doubt she'll do a great job. Also, Steve Dillon is my second favorite artist of all time. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, two books that are going to be kind of spinning out of Squadron Supreme as Hyperion and Nighthawk both get their own ongoing series. Hyperion is going to be written by Chuck Wendig with art by Nick Varela, who just did 1872. Nighthawk is going to be written by David Walker with an artist to be named. I know who it is, but we haven't uh, officially said it yet, so we're going to wait. But I somehow missed this David Walker Nighthawk news. Yes. What is happening? David Walker is omnipresent now, man. He's, Love he's, it. He's doing it all. Love he's all it. Over the place. And the Hyperion news? Yep. Uh, and finally, X-Men, Worst X-Men Ever is a new limited series written by Max Bemis yeah. with art by Michael Walsh, which is uh, we meet a new mutant who maybe has the worst power of all time. Yeah. Max Bemis is the singer for the band Say Anything. Uh, you can go back. We have an interview with him from way back have, when on This Week in like Marvel. Multiple Probably multiple ones. He's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy. Yeah, good guy. Jumping over to games over in Marvel Puzzle Quest, all new Wolverine. We announced her at New York Comic Con. She will be coming soon to the game, as will cosplay covers, just in time for Halloween. Contest of Champions, we added Guillotine, the first original character created for the game, who is also currently in the comic. 
And we had Bill Roseman back for a second round of Your Man at Marvel Games talking about New York Comic Con. Yeah. All right. Let's kick it over to the West Coast. <gasps> It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah. Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by Marvel.com assistant editor Spooky Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show. The Spooky Stromy and the Wolfman show, starring the, wo- the Spooky Wolfman and just not spooky really strummy. really starting off strong uh, starting off strong strong yeah. starting off strong what we got going on this week we've got we had an all-new episode of marvel's agents of shield we got to find out what happened to simmons where she was during those roughly six months i believe since, God. since the uh she's trapped on alien planet how do you think you'd survive on alien planet patrick I think I'd survive you'd die quite well. Quick. You'd die pretty quite quick. Quite well. Yeah, you'd die pretty quick. Um, so, uh, on that note, we also talked with uh, Elizabeth Henstridge, who plays Simmons, for this week's episode of This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We will have some awesome video content as well coming up. Hopefully, we're working on editing some stuff together to celebrate the fact that next Tuesday is the 50th episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I went to cassette and I recorded um, a lot of the cast and executive producers and stuff like that, asking them what their favorite moment from the first 50 episodes were. That sounds like a really cool concept. It's a concept that Patrick came up with. And then I had to execute. Thank you, Patrick. My pleasure. Um, you You know, since I'm like technically senior it's supposed to be the other way around where i come up with the work and then i make uh, you do i do it. the grunt work yes but somehow well, somehow this time it went the opposite way well that's that's what you get for not being here last week i was here on that day i was sitting right next to you when you emailed that yeah but not when i recorded the podcast oh boy um Anyway, yes. Uh, so hopefully that will be coming together, and you will be able to see it um, probably Friday, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere around there. I don't have a specific date for you yet. As I said, we're still in the process of putting it together. Uh, next week we've got another all-new episode in which we learn more about Lash and um, Powers Booth. Is Powers Booths? Powers Powers Booth from Deadwood? Yes, Powers Booth from Deadwood, which I am super stoked about, is his first episode. He makes his first appearance in the series. Uh, He will be a recurring role as Gideon Malick. Is he making his debut in the Marvel Universe? He is not making his debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because you may remember that he played a uh, World Security Council member in Marvel's The Avengers. I do remember. Yes. So, I mean, you know, I can't say necessarily if that is related to what he's doing now. You just have to uh, tune in and find out. Um, yes, we'll have clips for that coming up. We have the uh, video content that I was talking about, and we'll have some more cool stuff next week for you. What, what have you got going on, Patrick? Well, speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I posted the top 12 shocking moments from phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I posted 
the top eight from phase one and this week I posted 12 from phase two bringing a grand total of top 30 shocking moments from that. yeah what is there a problem no Do, yeah, yeah no, top no, 30 yeah there's no issue with that top math. 30 moments no um, and what's really convenient about me posting the top 12 shocking moments from phase two is that last week we announced when phase two, uh, the box set will be available. Uh, Amazon is selling an exclusive collector's edition of the phase two box set featuring all phase, all six phase two films. And there's so much stuff in there. In addition to each film has the 3D Blu-ray, Blu-ray digital version. You get all those movies, but you also get like a one-to-one scale replica of the orb from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You get the temporary tattoo uh, of Tony Stark that is the same one that Adam Pally had in Iron Man 3. If you feel like putting that on yourself, you get special Hydra thought. There's tons of stuff in there for collectors. And that will be available on December 8th. However, you can pre-order it now. All right. And uh, was there anything else that happened last week in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, we did announce. Except, yes, go ahead. We did announce that uh, Thor Ragnarok will be filming in Queensland, Australia with the uh, great headline of Marvel Brings the Thunder Down Under. Yeah, which, we get it. Where did that come from? Who came up with that? That actually came from, uh, I forget if it was Ryan or Cirilli. Wow. is one of them, though. Not bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, is that what you're hinting at? Or well, something else happened on Friday. Oh, oh, we haven't talked since the Jessica Jones trailer dropped. That's what we? I was getting at. Yeah. I ah, completely forgot that we didn't talk about the trailer for Marvel's Jessica Jones last week because this goes up on Thursday and that was on Friday. Correct, Amanda. So we've got the first trailer for Marvel's Jessica Jones. Of course, all episodes streaming only on Netflix November 20th. You can go and get a little teaser. I actually think it's a very awesome trailer. I, I think know, so also. I know I'm... Well, probably somewhat biased, but it is actually a really good trailer in my mind. Well, and I think it's also exciting because even though those snackable videos, those like 15-second little yes. teasery things that we uh, we released, those were cool and all, but this is the first time you got a sense of what the show's about and definitely the sense of humor that uh, Jessica brings and Kristen brings as Jessica, but also some of the darker elements at play in the series you mean like the creepiness of david tennant as kilgrave yeah and this is the this is the first time we've seen him david tennant as kilgrave correct yeah we never released a still or anything yeah no stills he wasn't i mean we saw his eyes kind of hinted at in like that fourth right short video that you mentioned but no this was the first time that we really sort of saw him what a real creepo I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely and great person in real life. Do you have any proof? But, I mean, no. I mean, there you go. So, you heard it here first. Mark Strom weighs in and says the doc, uh, Dr. No, David Tennant who. I did not say that. I said I'm sure he's very lovely and amiable in real life. Without providing conclusive evidence. Ugh. 
but in this series he is super creepy. Um, and of course we had the first poster for Marvel's Jessica Jones last week showing off Kristen as Jessica. And um, we will probably have something else related to Jessica Jones up on well, the site it? as you are. Well, I don't want to say what it is in case it like slips a day or something. But because we're recording this ahead of time, so I don't want to you know, jinx anything. But keep your eyes on Marvel.com. If there isn't something up there while you're listening to this, there will probably be something up there soon. That's really all I can say. Is that, is that all you got this week? That's all I got. Well, I should remind folks that even though uh, there's no new animated episodes airing this week, uh, still tune in and at some point this weekend. <laughs> I'm sure. That, just uh, just will, turn on your TV, just turn on your TV at some to, point this weekend. Well, because, you know, obviously we air stuff Sunday mornings. But I don't know what Disney XD has planned for Halloween. I don't know. I don't know what they're showing. So who knows? Maybe you're going out for Halloween. Anyway, the point is what you should do with your free time if you're not watching a new episode of Marvel Animated Series is head over to your nearest record store, your nearest Amazon.com. I'll just say Amazon and pick up Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Mix Volume 1, which is now on sale, featuring music from the Marvels of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvels of the Guardians of the Galaxy? You know what I'm saying, right? That was the most tangential plot. Did that oh, just yeah. come out this week, or was that just... Uh, it came out a week ago, a little over a week and a half ago. Okay, so I guess not super tangential, just thing but all right it's important it's important okay. for people to know that they can buy music from the animated series uh a whole bunch of hits from the 70s it's also important that we don't take too much of these poor people's time away from them yeah so although uh, we don't want to take time away from hearing about each you know individual page of the 300 marvel titles that are on sale this week from ben and ryan Going over panel by panel and saying, well, I liked that one. What about that panel? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I like that one, too. Page two. Well, uh, this is a pretty good page, right, guys? <laughs> I, uh, which I think is what the rest of the podcast <laughs> is. I'm pretty sure. I, I, yeah, I've never. I'm, we, you know, I don't have that kind of time. No. Anyway, all right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll speak with you again in seven more days. Until seven spooky then. more days. Seven spooky more days. Until then, have a happy sp- Halloween. A spooky week. A spookier, a spooky weekend, a spookier week. Happy Halloween, and as always, remember, toothpaste isn't a funny trick or treat give out. You give out candy. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the end. I no, thought, you give out candy. I didn't say anything because I thought that Don't would be the end. Don't be that person. It's candy. Oh, I thought it was the end again. It's candy or bust. Questions and comments, questions and comments, questions and comments from you. Alright, questions and comments. First up, we got Brian Zimmerman. He says, uh, Book of the Week this week was Karnak for sure. Ellis and Zafina were on point. Can't wait for next issue. Can't can't disagree with anything I'm there. Sad. 
Cole Sorota says, just curious, what's the purpose of hashtag secrets? So many industries say, quote, can't talk about that yet. What's that helping? This one's all yours. So I was... Go nuts. Uh, I was thinking, was the question, what's that helping in reference to me saying secrets or in, into people saying can't talk about I think that it's yet. the general uh, idea behind secrets. Behind the idea that there are things that we can't talk about yet. Right. Um, well, it's weird when you work in, in corporations and companies and really anything that has information to, dis- to disseminate. Uh, you want to get people excited, but there are also larger plans overall that make sense from marketing, from publicity, from legal standpoints. There are so many things going on uh, in any one situation that maybe you could talk about one-tenth of it, but you can't talk about the other 90%. But you want to talk about some of it, you want to get people excited about some of it, maybe you could do that. It's it's a funny thing. Uh, when I say secrets, it's one to just mess with people mm-hmm. because I find mm-hmm. it fun. And it uh, if I didn't get the response that I do, which is people like in on it and excited and like, you know, getting the fact that, oh, I'm teasing something that is imminent, then if they were like super against it, I wouldn't do it. But people like, you know, they have fun with it. And, yeah. and I think that's the idea. It's the knowledge that, yeah, there are cool things happening. Those cool things I can't talk about yet, but I want you guys to be as excited about it as we are here. So it's just one of those ways that people who are in, you know, sort of the positions that we're in get to do those things. Um, You know, when people say they can't talk about those things, it's okay. At some point, we get questions all the I I cut out questions from this list of stuff people ask about that we just, there's nothing for us to talk about and we can't divulge information. And um, believe me, what we put out there is a lot less than what we're able to even talk about. So when we tease, it's teasing uh, a measured teasing. Well said. Mm. Dean Weirman, 207 was the first This Week in Marvel I had the pleasure of listening to. Just finished 208, and I'm hooked. Keep up the great work. Or he says, Agent M, great work. Yep, I'm, I'm the one. Nice job. Yep, Nice me. job, Ryan. Also, I love his, his name, Cop Heavy Camo Short G's. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I don't know what that is, but I love it. I want more of it. <laughs> Uh, Drunken Leprechaun, Dan Ronan, says to us, the alien in the Vader issue was a given. Not sure if they appeared in comics before, but they did in the novels. So For a second, I thought he was saying, like, it's a given. Why don't you guys get it? Duh. But no, it's actually called a given. Yeah, G-I-V-I-N. So, Tucker, you are demoted. You shamed yourself. Was that me? Yeah. You you didn't know. You You vouched for that being a new race. Oh, see, I don't even remember Guy with, like, the Halloween (laughs) spooky mask face. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we apologize. One billion space bucks to to Dan Ronan. Yep, you owe uh, owe it. A thousand twin points. No. Yeah, and you have to take that out of your account. Yeah. Daniel Willis says, okay, what exactly is Horizon Labs? Horizon Labs is a group of This Week in Marvel listeners who basically form kind of a, like, fan club fan community yeah not necessarily just for the podcast so they do all listen to the podcast but also just to hang out and talk about comics and yeah. play games and do stuff like that it's very cool we've uh, we've met a bunch of them we've recorded stuff for them and it's it's a great idea it's one of the best things to come out of this podcast yeah i'm getting shattered empire but i'm not reading it till after i see the force awakens i don't want any spoilers i even skip over the segment in the show where you guys talk about it just in case 
that's fair. I yeah. I think it's actually such a great tie-in that it doesn't spoil anything. Yeah. But it it is it a great bridge. It sets yeah. things up and like I think I'm I'm richer for having read it going yes. into Force Awakens. Richer in space box. Yeah, totally. Um, I would say. Do either of you know what the space box references to? No. Is, I mean, man, I am very disappointed. I will. We'll leave it at that. Throw it out. Throw it out to the yeah. the community. See if they can get it. But uh, I will say, of Shattered Empire, um, if you want to wait and read it after Force Awakens, I don't think that will diminish your enjoyment of the no, book. No, you'll yeah, get totally. to see. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Um, more from Daniel. I need more 1872. Well, the good news on that score is that Red Wolf is coming out in December, and it will, in fact, feature a lot of elements from 1872. So while it will not be in a direct continuation of 1872, you're going to get a lot more of that vibe. And hopefully we will see more of the uh, Western Avengers, because we dug those guys. Frank McGee is my favorite. He better not die ever. Mm. Also, we need a Frank McGee Inhuman Detective book. Uh, that's a great idea. Charles Soule, um, you're only writing like eight books right now, so please <laughs> get on that. And as far as he better not die ever, uh, welcome to comics. Um, Karnak, hands down, Twim of the Week, and this was a strong week, but freaking Karnak, man. Yeah, Karnak getting that love. Anxiously waiting for all new, all different adventures and the mighty Thor. Yeah, very true, as are we. Uh, I, I added this one from Darksider NYC because uh, he retweeted one of our one of the Marvel uh, tweets about the podcast, but just threw hashtag this week in Marvel and a little emoji of a trophy, a, a trophy, trophy emoji. So you know, yeah, we got a trophy. Um, go. Darksider, I would like you to deliver that trophy, send it to the office, and yep. we'll display it. If you need someone to come get it, Tucker will come and retrieve it from you. Yep, wherever you are in the world. Lives. Yeah. 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 Uh, Manhattan, so it's not that far. There we go. Yeah, that should be close. Uh, DJ Fanko says to me, "Thanks for the shout out to my Tumblr. Uh, I tried not to make those references too esoteric." He and I had a conversation afterwards, and I include that because uh, please don't include Tumblr posts yes. in the This Week of Marvel if you have images or more copy, uh, more text, because we're not going to see them. Yeah, uh, it's just too much. Keep it to Twitter, please. Sometimes we get Instagram, and I I don't often get to check those out uh, just because. It takes a while to gather all this stuff to begin with. So uh, we want you guys excited. Thank you. I just if yeah, you put it on nothing. If you put it on those networks, I can't guarantee we'll be able to get to it on the show. Yeah, come uh, on. Yeah, gay comic guy uh, hasn't tweeted us in a while. Says yeah, welcome uh, back. Yeah, says Ms. Marvel nineteen may be my favorite comic of the year. Ooh. So many amazing, touching, relatable moments. That was a good one. Yeah, it's a classic. And he says, uh, finally caught up on This Week in Marvel. It's been my playlist for painting and working on our newly purchased home in Chicago. Ooh, congratulations. And very cool to be on your playlist for uh, when you're painting as well. Yeah. That's neat. I remember I was forced to paint my kitchen last year. And uh, I listened to a lot of Colt Cabana. So I, you know. In my head, I was picturing him doing, like, watercolors. And now, reading this back, (laughs) I realized clearly he meant painting and working on yeah, our yeah, newly purchased yeah. home. <laughs> yep. Um, but if anyone out there is, well, they're you know actually doing art, please yeah. and listen to us. Please let us know because that seems like it would be a bad fit. If, but who yeah. knows? If you need us to do like a happy little trees, happy little trees <laughs> segment, we can happy totally little clouds. do clouds. So. Yeah. All over the place. All right. HW View Haywood. Uh, it week pick was Uncanny Avengers number one by Jerry Duggan and Ryan Stegman. Dysfunctional and fun stuff. He's, it's his pick of the week, but 
Haywood obviously had a rough day that day. I think uh, it meant last week, and it was LT. Oh, LT meaning last week? Whatever. Maybe? I don't care. Um, I love Haywood. Um, man, that death scene from last night, OMG, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is this from last night's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. <coughs> last night it's is, Monday, yeah. so that means last week. Yes. Yeah, they were pretty This uh, is when he tweeted. When he tweeted, some, it was last Wednesday. There was some brutal stuff on last week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um... Last week pick, what? See, this is where it says last week pick. I'm so. Hey, look, I don't know. I don't know. Last week pick was Invincible Iron Man number two. Snarky, smart, loving how Friday is used so far. That being Tony's artificial intelligence program. Now that Johnny Storm is in two books, do you put him in the A class level or is he still a second stringer? And I will argue Johnny Storm was never a second stringer. He's a member of the Fantastic Four, the original. Marvel Super Team. Marvel's first family. Yeah, Marvel's first family of the Silver Age and beyond. I would say Human Torch was always an A-list character. Yeah. If you're arguing because he's never had his own, you know, long-sustained ongoing series, then that doesn't really no. make much sense to me. You know, characters like Vision, who are just getting their first series for now, I would still consider them A-list. So, is he an A-list character now? Yes, because he's always been an A-list character. And finally, from Haywood, best of luck in PvP. Ugh, last day is always Harry. I, I do PvP on Avengers Alliance more just it's like it's like my white noise at this point. Like I know I'm not gonna win it, but it's just like oh this is something to do mm. like in between projects. Yeah. Um. So I never win PvP. <laughs> Spec Op is going pretty well right now though. I'm trying to get Spitfire. Nice. Spitfire. 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 Uh, I see Comics Lad says so happy to see Hulkling and Wiccan back in a book. I'd love a Young Avengers reunion. I love those characters. Yes. Johnny Vinyl says, uh, pretty sure it was legally binding when Agent M and Ben Morse said I should work for them. When did we say you should work for us? I don't know. I don't think that actually happened. That doesn't sound like it happened. Yeah, no. Uh, Kieran Doherty says, I'd like to hear Agent M try a Scottish accent, since that is also technically British. That may be the best accent you've ever done. Ugh. I was, ugh, ugh, ugh. I've been doing a Scottish accent since I was a wee baron. I love it. I love it. That's about all I can say without that's, falling apart. That's the best one. Um, and Patrick Jameson says, my son, is, my son is ready to be jack-o'-lantern in the MCU and then sends us a picture of his son inside a pumpkin. A real deal pumpkin. His it's, little son. It's both uh, adorable and Disturbing. horrifying. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't know whether to go on or to immediately call child services. Yeah. That was um, uh, Cirilli's reaction as well. Oh, huh, interesting. We're rarely on the same page. Um, this one I think we've had sitting here for a while it's from Marvelous Collection it says is Wacky ever going to live this one down who is Wacky I think Wacker Wacker my guess is Steve Wacker that's the only thing I can think about it's a picture of Captain America who won't wield the shield yeah but yeah I don't know um if you want to follow up and explain that to us, please do. We also said, super excited. Our tweets got mentioned on This Week in Marvel 207. Thanks for always keeping us updated on everything Marvel. You guys rock. Yeah. Michael Timpe, Jigato Reader, just read The Thanos Imperative. How did Star-Lord get out of the Cancerverse? Appearances before Bendis' run. Uh, go back to the original Sin arc on Guardians of the Galaxy, the last volume, and Bendis tells you all about how Star-Lord, Drax, and Thanos all got out of the Cancerverse, and why Nova didn't, despite being the greatest hero ever, as solidified by that story. It's pretty great. Mike Watson says, reading Marvel Unlimited by year? Whoa. Yeah, and I don't even know how, like, my brain can't handle no idea. that. I have friends who actually are um, 
watching the WWE Network chronologically. Oh my god! Literally, like they started on house shows from the seventies. How 70s. do you do that though? They Is figured that... out a way because they've been they've been moving through house shows from the set, and they're doing it as a group too. So they're like. They're watching it and then, like, discussing it and then, like, watching another thing. Are they all unemployed? (laughs) As far as I can tell. Um, But they're doing that. So they started with, like, 70s WWWF house shows. And now they're into early 80s world class. And they just keep going. Wait. so And they blog about it. They're not even just doing, like, they're... No. There's no thing. It's literally everything on the network they're going to blog about in chronological order. I'm going to throw up. I don't even know how to handle this. It's amazing and also... It's just like that picture we saw of the of the child in the pumpkin. It's the type of thing that you both want to celebrate and also like help someone. Like I, I, the pressure. Yeah, there's too much pressure. So much pressure. They asked me if I wanted to do it. I said no, no way at all. But good luck to you. Was my reaction. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, back to Mike's <laughs> comment. Oh, back to Mike's comment? Yeah. yeah sorry. Reading Emily, I thought you were going to read it, but I read it you, initially. You I read reading. it originally. It makes sense. Reading Marvel Unlimited by year and saw Beyond. It includes a Beyonder and takes place on Battleworld. Any relation to Secret Wars? I forgot about that story. Beyond. Yeah, we yeah. should do that at some point. Yeah, it had, um, um, uh, who's the art on that? Scott, Scott Collins. Collins and Dwayne McDuffie wrote yeah, it. Yeah, Dwayne McDuffie. It's a dream I mean, team. Freak. It's a really good team. Um... It's kind of like tangentially related in that it was kind of Dwayne McDuffie doing his tribute to Secret Wars in a way without being part of the actual official Secret Wars continuity. But yeah. well worth a read. Really, really good book. Totally. Uh, Nick Daly says, oh, wow, Daly, real Dallas Page, uh, listening to This Week of Marvel and loving the new details on DDP Yoga app and Energy 2.0. What? Yeah, you weren't here for that interview we did. No. Um, they're going to do... I know the app is coming out on Black Friday. Yeah, the app is coming out on Black Friday, and he's got basically 2.0 workouts for a lot of the original stuff. So but it should I, be amazing. I, I have the DVDs. Well, of... guess what? You're going to get to use the all-new stuff. So It better be available on like Xbox or something. He's really taking his cue from Marvel and relaunching periodically. It's great. Um, you know, whether, you need, you, a new, whether you need a new number one or not. Until he does a, a energy point one, zero. Point, you know. Zero point one. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, then we'll talk. Uh, Raph A.B. says, finally... Finally, in French store, season one of Agents of Shield, he bought the uh, the DVD mm. set, which is thirty nine ninety nine whatever monies they use, and also it's called <laughs> Les Agents du Shield. They do the Shield, yeah. Les yeah. Agents du Shield. Yes, uh, he says. Uh, commented about la- one of the last episodes when I was recording at home. Oh. We finally hear uh, Bad Cover Version, who is my wife, on Twitter. Uh, her voice, she I, sneezed, I think. She didn't. I remember her making a sound. I didn't know if it made the final cut or not. So uh, yeah, I don't think Blake edited it. She's now, she's now a co-host. Yeah, totally. Um, she has, uh, you know what? Self, uh, I'm going to plug her podcast. Mm. It's called Loud Sirens. There you go. Uh, you can tweet at her at B-A-D-C-O-V-E-R-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, bad cover version on Twitter. Uh, it's about uh, women in music. And it's yeah, great. cool. Uh, anyway, back to uh, where we are. It says, um, Raph A.B. says, when you listen to This Week of Marvel with your Skype open, and you don't know where sounds come from. Sounds come from places that From the sound. ether. Uh, Raph A.B. says, wait, how did Jerry Duggan manage to use a reference to DC and Uncanny Avengers under Brevoort's nose? Hashtag kryptonite. You say under Brevoort's nose like Brevoort wouldn't love yeah. doing something like that. Yeah. That is classic Brevoort. Yeah. Brevoort's probably Brevoort's idea. Yeah. 
Classic Brevort. Cla- that old Brevort. That Brevort. Yeah. Um, Raph says, listening to Jim Palmiotti talking about the Marvel Knights collection is great. Mm. Hashtag Comic-Con Paris. Uh, cool, cool. Glad you got in, even though we couldn't get you a uh, press badge, Raph. Yeah. Um, oh, did he ask for one? Yes. Mm. Uh, Raph says, let's be honest. Even the Jessica Jones trailer has some Bone Zone action in it. I mean, that's going to be the Bone Zoniest oh, yeah. Marvel production. For now. For um, now. You know, I... I, I feel like we can t- constantly take the bone zone well, higher not, and yeah. deeper and longer yeah. and bigger as if we go along. If we're not trying to rise up with the bone zone, like yeah. what's the point of even yeah. doing it? We need to drill down and drill home how yeah. hard the bone zone can be. We need to get deep into the bone zone. Yeah. Absolutely. Feel good. About, I feel real good about the bone zone. I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Williams says, uh, damn, I miss everything living in the great white north. Uh, hashtag Comic-Cons. Um, it says, happy birthday to Horizon Labs. Mm. Uh, Ricky says, damn PVR Man, filling up. really upset. <laughs> filling up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Studying sucks. I think it's, that's DVR. No, maybe it's maybe that is the Canadian version Ooh. of DVR. Yeah. Maybe they have PVR instead. Yeah. Uh, private video recorder? Yeah, something sure. like that. Uh, and he says, just picked up Spider-Gwen number one and Spider-Man 2099 number one. Going to be a good Gonna weekend. Going to be a good weekend. All right, over Ruff Gamlin, Rob Nolan. Although we've never really made up for the this week in Marvel live episode that never happened with myself and HW View. He's really hung up yeah, on that. Yeah, super hung up. Um, you can hear me on the live episode 206 as I correct Sana about the Avengers lineup. That'll do for now, and thank you for doing that, Rob. Yeah, I, it sounds like, well, actually, yeah. one of those. <laughs> uh, this week in Marvel question. As an Avengers fan, would you recommend I follow Squadron Supreme for the complete picture? They're in Avengers number zero. They will definitely be tied very closely to the larger Avengers story. Yes, give us your money. Yes, so please give us your money. Uh, Another question. What does Imperious Rex mean? It's more than just a battle cry for Namor, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's just his battle cry. He was probably like it's Latin, reading, right? uh, you know, a, a water underwater book, and yes. he's like, "Hey, I like these words. That I'm going to say neat. those words out loud." Yeah. Uh, and finally, from Ref, when Hank Pym became the Wasp for a while, remember that? Dan Slot's Mighty Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, were his wings biological, like Jan's, or part of his suit? They were not biological, so they must have been part of his suit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. RCST Robert says it is Friday afternoon and it's time to list some listen I'm assuming to some this week in Marvel goodness episode number 208 was just downloaded awesome Ross Meyer hashtag this week in Marvel hashtag lifesaver um what did he write here he says I have OCD and a problem with hoarding I like Marvel Unlimited because I'm trying to get rid of some old trades in my collection to make room in my house it's been hard partying with comics since I feel like I need to have all of them. Now I can think to myself that if I really want to read something I get rid of, I can always use MU. That's awesome. Yes, I think about that all the time. It has freed me from keeping many, many things. The same. Yes. The same. RP67 says, so what is Horizon Labs? We answered I, that earlier. answered it earlier. Uh, RP67 says, got another birthday issue. This time, X-Men 193. Nice. Classic special double-sized issue. Big 193 anniversary. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one of those. I believe it was, no, it was the 100th issue of the all-new, all-different X-Men. Like I said, 193rd anniversary yep. issue. And uh, the first appearance of Warpath. Mm, neat. If not the first appearance, at least one of the early appearances. <laughs> uh, RP says, new art from New York Comic Con. Love the artist. Uh, can't see it in these pictures, but it's... Sure does look good. Some neat art. Uh, so when will we see Lockjaw in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or 
uh, on TV and movies or TV? That's a great question. We got no idea. Yeah, but it's a great question. Uh, I mean, not just Lockjaw, but any of like the quote unquote royal family. Yep. Who knows? Why are they the quote unquote royal family? They are the royal family. Quote unquote. Okay. I'm not uh, sure you understand how to use quote unquote. Uh, quote unquote. Haha. If I had the power of cosmic, I'd be there too. Quote. Uh, RP67 says, uh, great. Uh, oh, and shows a picture um, from, what was this? Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, yeah. yeah. It was uh, from uh, the the collector. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, RP67 says, does anyone Actually, I think else- that's from Howard the Duck. Is it? Yeah, it is oh, from Howard yeah, the yeah, Duck. Yeah. Uh, it says, does anyone else see why these two shouldn't be friends and has a, uh image of uh, Red Wolf and, and his wolf? Um, oh, what's his name? I don't remember name? his name. I forgot his name. Yeah. Timber, maybe? No, is no. that from J.I. Joe? Pretty sure. Yep. Yep. I love J.I. Joe. That's great. Yeah. As you should. Anyway. Uh, I don't know why they shouldn't be friends. Yeah. Uh, RP67 says, screw you, Hulk, hashtag Marvel, and has uh, old school Captain Marvel just. Blindsided, yeah, really Hulk. nasty. Oof, oof. Hit to the back yeah. there. And he says, "Could we get a Marvel versus Dragon Ball Z crossover?" Uh, sure, uh, if you can make it happen. Yeah, you get on the phone with all the lawyers yep. and the rights we'll, people. We'll be happy to recap it. I love Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball even more. Yeah. The original series, great manga. I didn't even know there was one. I mean, I knew there Shaking was Dragon Ball Z. I didn't realize there was an original. Oh, yeah. I thought Dragon Ball Z was the original. No, there's no? Dragon Ball where he's a little kid, and it's oh, okay. terrific. Okay. Really great comics. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, RP67 says, this is why DD is the best. Can you guys help get the missing issues on the Volume 1 Daredevil run on the Marvel app? We are always working on it. Yep. And, uh, I don't know, it's just a panel of him talking to the Avengers. Yep. Uh, RP67 says, tried... Avengers Alliance in French today. Some names are weirdly translated. Oh, I'd like to know which ones. Yeah. We don't get Le that Squirrel here. Girl. <laughs> squirrel Girl's not even in Avengers Alliance. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. Take that back. There yeah. are so many characters in Avengers Alliance I've, <laughs> that I haven't played with in, like, months. Le Spitfire. Spitfire. Yeah. Definitely in the game. Uh, RP67 says, really excited about the new Black Knight series. Any idea when it comes out? What about Daredevil? Uh, Daredevil is definitely November. Black Knight, I think, is December. No, I think the first issue is is November eleven eleven because I remember we sent out a preview okay. PR. That's right, it did just go out. Yeah. So both of those will be out in November. Yeah, very exciting, go. exciting times. All right, and to bring us home, we've got a few more. Number one from S J Creed. Thought my pick was going to be A Force number five with all the cameos, and then emotional gut punch by Miss Marvel nineteen. Popular issue this week. One hundred percent. Shah says figure out how to fix low volume issue on ios if i close the facebook app the podcast volume shoots immediately that's there you go. bananas helpful for everybody who knew because and you know blake has been trying to figure it out his for poor years and facebook, now we figure out it has the whole time it, it might not have anything to do there's with nothing us. he could do yeah oh so sad moving on the tech lord uh says hw view is reverb reverb man Awesome cameo. Yeah, HWV was in a comic recently that is escaping me right now. Amazing. It's something about what the, but we can't accept solicited ideas. Oh, this is in brackets. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Tech Lord, I should have put uh, Ryan's note. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. uh, Tech Lord had something about what the, but it is unsolicited idea or submission. We can't accept any. Ain't talking about it. I didn't even read the whole thing. 
Sorry, Sorry. about it, Tech Lord. Uh, on comic number, I'm for dropping numbering and just labeling chapters, e.g. Amazing Spider-Man, Parker Industries, Part 1. That would be interesting. I feel like some people would go crazy. Oh, some? <laughs> I love the Secret Wars tie-in series because it was like a few months of a what-if universe. Agreed. So good. Todd Mashor asks, any idea why Captain America and Black Widow number 640 is not on MU? Great news. We added it this week and talked about it earlier. Hooray! And finally, Unworthy Elevator says, saw Ant-Man for the third time tonight. Still as good and awesome as the first time. Hashtag Horizon Labs. You sound like a worthy elevator. How about Oh, boy. All right. That's it. We did it. That's all we got. Tucker, how you feeling? Feel good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Feel strong? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, remember to read Tomb of Dracula for next week and have a happy Halloween. A spooktacular Halloween! This is a marvel! Yo, yo. <laughs>